0: Uh, So I I think maybe we'll retitle this a beginner's guide to cop part one, you know, since I I don't know how much we're going to get to uh, in, uh, you know, 50 minutes or, you know, or whatever this, uh, this ends up being.
1: It's it's prolegomena to beginner's guide to. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Did
1: you ever hear what happened in uh, Russia in 2013, Ben?
0: Oh, I think I, I think I do remember this, but yes, please. Oh, I think, I think I remember this. Okay,
2: so uh, there are two Russian guys that are at a bar, apparently, and they got into a fight about Kant's ethics, uh, and it got a little bit heated, and one of them shot the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is just how competitive the camp marketplace is, right? Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. get in there and stake out your claim pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume the guy who shot the other guy was not the Kantian, because that, that surely violates no. the categorical imperative. <laughs> <embarrassing>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of lame jokes made about that afterwards, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, well, you know... He might have won the argument, but, you know, I don't really think he got the spirit of what Kent yeah. was talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and stuff. yeah, yeah, it's like the uh, the thing about the, the story about um... – uh you know Wittgenstein and Popper the was mm-hmm. it, the poker, yeah, the whatever, poker whatever, right? yeah. Wittgenstein is waving around the fireplace poker ranting him you know and he's asking you know what they you know to uh uh to demanding that popper tell him a philosophical problem that can't be reduced to a confusion about language and he says uh, whether it's ethically right to threaten <laughs> <the> lectures with <laughs> fireplace pokers <laughs> yeah that's fine. Yeah so uh, so yeah, let's uh, so so let's get into this. I think um, you know since we're not going to worry too much about how we cover, you know, <laughs> it will be yes the uh, the prologue to a future uh, beginner's guide to Kant. Uh, so uh, so I, I think I think maybe one way to uh, to set this up, you know, for for people who you know looking for a little bit of a wider you know perspective um, is to uh, to think about what was going on at the uh, you know at the time and in the you know couple you know centuries leading up to uh, to kant that you know that he was he was reacting to and uh and interacting with so certainly one way and you know i'm sure you can nitpick this but like a sort of standard uh you know introductory kind of textbook kind of way of setting this up is to uh, is to say that there are these two big uh philosophical trends uh uh, you know, rationalism and empiricism, you know, in the uh, in the time, uh, you know, leading up to uh, to to Kant and that he's sort of putting these together or, you know, reacting to these in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody want to just uh, maybe maybe Ryan, you know, want just 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 start us up by by talking about what those two what those two things are.
2: Uh, rationalism and empiricism, Yeah. So empiricism is the view that all knowledge comes through the senses. That uh, So the sort of uh, Lockean idea that we're born as blank slates, that we come to the world knowing nothing, uh, and that all of our concepts, all of our beliefs, everything we understand about the world uh, is added through what we experience over the course of our lives. Um, and then rationalism is the idea that uh, at least for in some ways it's possible to have knowledge uh, without experience, that you can get to knowledge just by pure reason or just by conceptualizing.
0: Yeah, so like if if people you know like I don't know you know if they know just a little bit about philosophy, maybe they took an intro class or something. They'll they'll probably probably remember, uh, you know Descartes, uh, who uh who who's like a, a very clear example of of a rationalist who says that there are certain things that you could know uh not based on you know any input you know from uh, from, mm-hmm. from the world around you uh but just based on what uh you know he'll sometimes call like pure like reason or things like that right you know so mm-hmm. that you could know like he could know that his own you know his own mind exists you know just, mm-hmm. just from this this faculty of reason that's different from uh the uh that's different from this uh faculties of you know that's different from the ordinary sensory faculties and it's and crucially uh that's not just about uh sort of logic chopping like the definitions of words
2: or stuff right like right yes yeah, not ju- yes yeah, not just that kind of thing but yeah especially for descartes reason has to come first we can't trust our senses so we have to start with reason to build a foundation and only then can we then go back to our experiences and apply our reason to figure out which of our experiences we should trust and which we shouldn't
0: yeah and uh and I guess with, without, like, dwelling too long on this distinction, like, one thing that's that's worth, uh, you know, is there's a little bit of ambiguity here uh, because these these claims uh, can be read as sort of um, factual claims or normative ones. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they could, so the factual way of reading them is the dispute about whether there are things that are... Um, so like the Locke says there's nothing in the understanding that's not first of the senses. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a pretty straightforward factual claim. Uh, and it's, it's also the part of empiricism that, you know, I think is, is most uh, questionable given mm-hmm. given what we now know uh, about, you know, cognitive science and, you know, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's related, but it's not. So that that's the factual claim that like the empiricist factual claim would be that, the only way that, you know, that any piece of information, you know, comes into our minds Mm -hmm. is from our senses. And the normative claim is that uh, the only way that we can be justified in believing Mm -hmm. anything is, uh, is through, through our senses or, Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I guess uh, the other, the other sort of thing to say about that is that there is a, there is a, a category of things that even empiricists think that we can um, that we that we can have without uh, you know without getting it from the senses, but it's it's a very narrow category. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, which which is uh, analytic uh, analytic truths, which are which are things that are are true just um, you know just by sort of logic and definitions. Mm-hmm.
2: So. I, I do I do always like Hume's description of analytical truths is basically <laughs> not really very interesting, not very useful uh and purely of interest to the speculative mm-hmm. but, um <laughs> i his kind of candidness on that always struck me as pretty rare uh I'm a philosopher <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, Because right. I mean because you're you're standing on the thing that we're actually good at uh <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, right.
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's kind of shitting on Socrates there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like when when Socrates was going around Athens asking people to, you know, define justice or goodness Mm. or whatever, you know, that they had (laughs) definitions. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So what he's trying to do is find analytic truths, things that are just, you know, they're just true, you know, about definite, you know, I mean, roughly, right? You know, but, you know, but that, like, but, but the, the thing that's being explored there is the realm of logic and definitions which is mm-hmm. where analytic truths you know come, uh, come up. Mm-hmm. uh and but uh and i and i know like sometimes it's confusing when people first hear this like okay i thought the empirists said we can't know anything except for the senses now you're saying there's some things that we can but the distinction is just that you that whether you can know like like dick thought that you could know the, that god existed through yeah. pure reason yeah yeah pretty big one <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh and that's a very different kind of claim than that you can know through pure reason that all bachelors are unmarried mm-hmm.
1: right i mean i also just would just add to like ben to your point about for empiricists that there are there are certain things it's very narrow but this causes a lot of problems when people try to um uh, sort of rectify or to think about uh locks uh empiricism or um, Locke's epistemology like his more philosophical writings and then try to square that with his political writings where in the second treaties where like reason is the law is the law of nature and so you get questions sometimes well if he's an empiricist how is how is it's not that empiricism um discounts reason Mm -hmm. um or that there are certain things that um that we that we um that fall outside of um uh the empirical senses
2: mm-hmm.
1: um that just made me th- made me think of it because a lot of people can get hung up on that wait a minute he's an empiricist yeah that's a really good question actually I, I don't
0: i don't know enough about uh about Locke to have have a good have a good handle on the possible answers to that but uh but I, and then like i think that sort of generalizes even like that uh for for empiricists who are who are um who are making moral claims Right, you know, like 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 what 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 kind of claims do they take themselves to be making here, right? Like that it doesn't seem like uh, you know, like if like a lock-in claim about property rights or something like that. that, that certainly doesn't seem to be an analytic truth, but it's also not obvious how you're supposed to derive it from like sensory interaction with, you know, with, with right. external stimulus.
2: Yeah. I guess maybe if you're some kind of intuitionist, like you can apprehend moral truths and of, of some sort, but yeah, otherwise it's hard to know how you do that as an empiricist. This
0: has been a free public preview of a patron exclusive episode of give them an argument. To get the rest of this episode and every other patron-exclusive episode, go to patreon.com slash benburgess.